it Wednesday? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy first day of school, Ife. I know she can't hear me because she, she better be in class listening. <laughs> Happy first day of school. <laughs> Good morning. If you tuned into uh around nine o'clock, you've got love, Babs, love talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. It is nice to be here this morning. I'm a little uh I'm a little sleepy. I don't know. You know, late nights is just not my thing anymore. I think I gotta, I think I gotta squash late nights. <laughs> I think the old lady has to surrender to old lady them and like, you know what? I can't do nothing after 10. <laughs> so, uh, uh, let's see. Um, let me, let me just say this. So Lisa Dent is go, moving on to, uh, uh, other pastures. She's going to be at the Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary Art, Mass Mocha. And she's going to be the uh, uh, director of uh, public programs and, and engagement. She was the executive director of um, art space here. And while she was here, she did some amazing things. And I, I just think people just don't like change. They just, they just don't like change. And, and I know a few people on that board did their best to try to smooth things over, but you know, it was just, it was just a, just some bad element over there man and you know i i i'll see what they do i'll see what they do art space she brought some she brought more color to that to that space than has ever been in that space that's it she brought more color people work art community to that space than there ever was in that space so do what you do art space do what you do you know uh do what you do do what you do so i'm just gonna um uh leave it alone <laughs> i don't got listen i like lisa dent i loved her creative energy i thought she had a fine eye for stuff you know listen she, she'll thrive in some other place that will value her talents somebody else will value her talents and uh uh so so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens i i i am so disappointed but you know disappointment is a real emotion and you know you can live your life and be disappointed by a lot of things and i am truly disappointed by that turn of events i mean i knew she was I knew she was leaving. Like I, she had already, you know, given up her. She had already announced that she was leaving. Um, and it's just unfortunate that they could not tap into all her talents and utilize her talents the way that they should. I mean, I just feel that way. So anyway, so we'll see. So people can stop texting me their opinions because I don't, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm I'm truly not interested, particularly particularly if you know you was an assassin. So what? Why are you texting me? You text me trying to explain what you think is happening when you was part of what was happening. Stop it! I don't need it. Let it go. It's done. You know. That's all. That's it. I'm gonna let it go. Let it go. You let it go. I let it go. I. That's it. So. Uh, I hope I get to see her before she bounces. 
you know, maybe we could get together and see what's happening, chat, talk, laugh, drink. Uh, before she bounces, I don't know. I mean, she has a house here, so I don't know if she's going to stay or commute back and forth or, you know, continue to make New Haven her space. I don't know. We'll see. You know, there's realtors. Put the house on the market. And uh, I think it's still a good time to sell a house. So anyway, uh, that's my thoughts on the matter. <laughs> Those are my thoughts on the matter. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's up on the New Haven Independent. So if you care to read it, uh, Tom Breen had a conversation with her and, uh, it's up there. So good conversation. So good conversation. I've enjoyed the work that she did. So I'll talk more about it toward the end of the week, I guess, you know, uh, I'm just, just wholly disappointed. Because I just feel like, you know, three years is just not quite enough to, like, really make a dent, you know, in, in what was. And, you know, you either want, when you hire somebody new for a job, either, you either dig their skills and talents or you don't. You either utilize their skills and talents or you don't. And, uh, and you can't whine when things got to get changed. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta make some changes. So, so we'll see. Anyway, uh, I wish her well, cause I just enjoyed her. I enjoyed her talent. So, uh, yeah, there's more stuff on independence. So if you're up for it, get into it. Uh, I, I am going to the, uh, symphony because you know they've started their new search well they've been in their search for a new maestro because um uh, uh uh so they're doing you know what which i love about this whole thing and i've learned about um it's symphonies is that you know they bring they when you get to the interview process they bring you to the to the symphony and then you conduct you guest conduct you know you put together something and you put it out there and uh, that, and then they, I guess, talk to everybody who you work with during this time or whatever. I, I just love this, this, this idea. So um, first up is uh, Cabrera, um, and he's going to be uh, conducting Dvorak Symphony Number no. Eight, and uh, and the concerto, the Emmanuel Sejourne Concerto for Marimba and Strings. And Anne Klein's string for string orchestra and Richard Strauss serenade in E flat major. Um, and they're gonna be at Lima, you know, that's where their home is right now. Um, so his name is Don Donato Cabrera. And uh he's coming. And he's already talking about how music is connected to the community. So I already like that vibe. Like I'm already digging that. So Adam Matlock uh had a conversation with him. Um and wrote wrote it for the uh the the New Haven Independent. So so uh so he's coming and he's gonna be here on Friday. I'm gonna be right there. And I think they got like two other guest conductors over this next spring, over this coming spring. So uh so he's the first one up. So I'm looking forward to uh just checking him out. 
Um, and just hearing some good music on a Friday night, that part. So, uh, so I'll be in the, uh, I'll be at the Lyman at, on Friday at 7.30, catching the uh, Dvorak piece done by uh, Mr. Cabrera. So uh, if you have opportunity and you want to hear some good music, that'd be a good way to uh, spend a Friday night. And, you know, 7.30 is early enough. So by, you know, hour, hour and a half in, you, you know, you could go, you could still go have dinner somewhere and hang out a little bit and still make it home by like 10, 11 o'clock. And that might be late for some of y'all. <laughs> that might be hella late for some of y'all. Might not, not late for me. Although I just got through saying I needed to make, get to bed early. So anyway, uh, so that's Friday night. So that's coming up Friday. So if you don't have anything to do, you want to hear some good music and you want to see uh, a potential uh, uh, conductor move to our, our city, it might be worth your time. You know, it might be worth your time, which I, I think so. And uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, I see Brian Slater is doing a lot of coverage of art stuff. Thank you. I mean, I know you're the arts editor, but uh, I, I just love that there's so much going on, you know, between between uh, the Naval Independent and uh, the arts paper, which is dedicated to solely committed to the arts. I love. Uh, oh, here's the piece from the guy that was on the other day uh, um, from Word on the Street. So the Word on Whaley. <laughs> and I I enjoyed this uh this this guy Bubakar Diallo. And I'm going to make my way over to his furniture store. I had no idea there was a furniture store over there in that little plaza. You know that plaza that um Wendell Harp owned or the Harp family owns uh right there. Uh so it's right there next to uh sits on the corner of Wayland Sherman, I think. Wayland Sherman, you know, you like you see the used to be a hair store and some other little things. So so um but uh yeah the New Haven Furniture Plus, that's it. And you could get a photo ID in there. Like you can, <laughs> you, you can just get a lot of stuff in there other than furniture, which which, you know, I, I like a jack of all trade kind of stores anyway. Like I like, I like that. I like that so much. So um, he's, uh, I guess he used to be downtown and then the building caught fire and had to be raised. And then he moved on down to uh, uh, Whaley Avenue. So uh uh, and he sells furniture. You can get a whole suite of furniture for about $1,200. You know, I had to go in there and see what they got. I had to go and see what they have. So, uh, but he was good to talk to. And I told you yesterday, anybody with a French accent, baby, you know, your sex appeal goes off the roof, I think. I'm going to just say that. So, I'm just going to say that. Uh, I'm older than he is. So, not that that makes any difference, but, you know. So, anyway, he was a 1983 world championship uh, in the 400 meter at the 1984 Olympics, LA Olympics. So, 
I, I just find this whole his whole story fascinating. And um, you can listen to it and you can read it all at the same time. So if you listen to it, Paul's talking to him. And then if you read it, you get all the, the fine, finite details, which is amazing. So high five to him. High five. I, I, I'm serious. I'm going to make my way over there. I, I, hopefully I try to get over there this week. So he so word on the street is still fresh in his mind. Be like, you know, you were talking to me. <laughs> Let's see what they got over there. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over there and see what they have. Because uh that's what I want to do. I wanna I wanna I wanna check it out. I wanna check it out. So so yeah, so I'm just I'm uh I'm running through the uh I'm running through the uh the New Haven Independence site. And I'm I'm still feeling the good vibes from the poetry slam. That still was a good time. What a wonderful, uh, what a wonderful event. That was still still on my mind. And uh, I, and I I kept my um I kept my program so that I could remember all the names of uh of the uh, poets because they were all fire. Seriously, just just fire. And. Uh, uh, just, just amazing. So, if, so if you, you, I don't, I think, I think uh, the independent or the, yeah, Brian did a piece and he um, put some of the uh, video in the piece, so uh, you could see it. You could catch some of the flavor. It's good. So, let me wish happy birthday, Fallon Thomas. I don't think Fallon's listening to me either, but happy birthday, girl. And I think she's having a little get together. Uh, Sometime this weekend, uh, over at uh, uh, Dempsey's, I think. I think that's where she's having people meet her up at and uh, celebrating her birthday. Happy birthday, Kathleen Haggerty! It's very nice. Happy birthday, uh, my former church sister. And uh, we keep threatening to get catch up to each other, and we have yet to do it. So happy, happy birthday! So good birthday day. You you have nice weather for a birthday. Everybody has nice weather. Oh, and my friend Lynn Ross's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Lynn Ross. I know damn well Lynn Ross is not listening to me in New York. Uh, but I have not seen him in a minute. So uh so happy birthday. I had a great conversation with um with my friend Sharon Sharon Jenkins from Louisiana. So uh, she posted a picture of her in front of Rockefeller Center. Like that was the only picture she posted. And I saw it and I was like, I know that heifer ain't running around New York and not call me to come from Connecticut to meet her in New York. Now, th- this is my friend from 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 my blog days. We were all bloggers together. We call ourselves the Lucky 13 because we were we were in New Orleans uh together as a group. Her sister passed away a couple of years ago and it was so painful. So when I saw that she had taken this picture in New York, I was like, I know damn well that half ain't in New York and not call me. But she's, you know, geographically challenged. She didn't know how close I was. So she just called the New Haven, the New York people. She didn't call me. So I posted up on the Facebook. I said, listen, if y'all see Sherry Jenkins running around the streets of New York, y'all tell her I'm looking for her ass. <laughs> so so apparently she saw it after the fact, like she's already back in Louisiana. So she saw it and she called me up yesterday afternoon and she just starts to laugh. Like she, I answered the phone, I call her back 
because I was on another call and I see her. I was like, oh, she better be calling me to tell me she want to meet up or she better be at the train station here in New Haven. She wasn't. She was back home in New Orleans. So I called her back and she starts laughing. <laughs> she said, I just saw that post. <laughs> she said it was a it was just a spur of the moment thing. She gathered, you know, her and um her and her girlfriend gathered up their girls, their daughters and granddaughters, and uh hopped on a plane to New York thinking that they was gonna be able to get some tickets to see some shows. So they went by all the theaters and the stuff that they want to see, but everything was sold out. So they they just danced around New York City, just like hanging out and doing touristy kind of things. Uh, but she just cracked up. She just cracked all the way up. And I just thought, Lord, Black Jesus, my friends, my friends. So anyway, um, I hadn't seen her in such a long time. It's ridiculous. So um, what we're going to do is, we all gonna fly down to Nola, and then um, go to the Gulf Coast. Drive, take a drive to the Gulf Coast, and hang out for a weekend or so. We're gonna do that sometime in May. Maybe after I get back from Marrakesh, uh, that's what we're gonna do. So it would be fun to have us all together minus one. Uh, we still the lucky thirteen, even if we minus one. So I, it's just a, and I have I have the picture of us in New Orleans. Uh, oh no, we were in Vegas. We flew to Vegas. We've been to New Orleans together because they all live, you know, two of them, three of them live in New Orleans. So we were in Vegas. We were in New Orleans, and then our next trip, we were in Vegas. It was such a good time, such a good time in in uh, in uh, Vegas. It was hot as all get up too. I was like, oh, I don't know how people do it. And Vegas is not my favorite place. It's not my favorite place, but it's all right. Um, so we did that. Uh, and that's the last time we've seen each other. And that's been a couple, several years. So we're going to get together and uh, hang out, go to the Gulf, Gulf, Gulf Shores. Because I, I love going to the beach. And, uh, you know, if we go to the Gulf, I, I'll be happy. That'll make me very happy. You know, rent a house, hang out, well, you know, a long weekend, that kind of thing. Uh, but it was so funny to hear her voice yesterday. She is just funny. I mean, we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And I was like, you know what? This is the year we get together. We're not waiting no more years to to get together. We're just not doing it. We're just gonna we're just gonna get together and hang out and just be us. We're just gonna do it because I I miss them and I just miss them. So we're gonna do it. So so that's my Sharon Jenkins story. And she's not listening to me either. But <laughs> I sure did put a post out there. If y'all see Sharon Jenkins running roaming the streets of New York, you tell her I'm looking for her ass. <laughs> and she saw it. And then, oh wait, and then we have a whole thread. We have a whole thread of uh, you know, and and then wait, I get my Dianes mixed up because in our in our Lucky Thirteen is two Dianes. Um, the New Orleans Diane and the Atlanta Diane. So I tagged the Atlanta Diane and then and then I because I was reading so fast, I didn't I wasn't connecting the names right. So um so she wrote in, she's like, oh no, I'm not getting this smoke. It wasn't me. <laughs> so I had to go back in and say, you know what? It was not you. I'm so sorry. 
but the smoke is for the other time. <laughs> so we have this whole thread of, oh, Lord, have mercy. She's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that wasn't me. Because uh, our my friend Sharon, she ratted Diane out because there are no pictures of Diane in New York. <laughs> she didn't post any pictures. So I had no way of knowing that Diane was with Sharon. So when, so when Sharon commented, she was like, uh-uh, and Diane too. <laughs> I'm not going to be the only one to get this smoke. Diane going to get this smoke too. Oh my God. It was, such a, it was such a fun, funny little, just a funny little post. That See, this is, this is, this is why social media can be used for good. It can, it can absolutely be used for good. It can be absolutely used for good when you connect friends like this, uh, because we don't, we don't live near each other and we don't see each other near enough. Um, so, so that was funny. It just cracked me all the way up. I just, I was just amused by that. Amused. <laughs> Hella amused. So anyway, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the story. And, uh, and a fine story it is. A fine, fine, fine story it is. So, uh, so I'm going to tap dancing class tonight. I got to find my tap dancing shoes. But uh, I'm signing up to go. And uh, I know there's a MLK the third is going to be at Woosley. I, I have my ticket. I'm just trying to decide if I want to go. Only because I, I really like um, James Foreman. And he's going to be in conversation with MLK the third. And, you know, when you have people like this having these kinds of conversations on a big stage, you, you kind of want to, and it's free, you kind of want to go. So... Tap dancing class ends at 5.15. This starts at 5.30. It's just a straight shot. Like, I just have to come down Whitney Avenue. It, the only problem is the parking is going to just be a pain in the butt. But other than that, um, I still think I might be able to make it. We'll see. I'll see how my day plays out. And I have to figure out my day. Figure out my day and see uh, see how see how see what I could do. Because there's a couple of things that I want to catch. And the uh, the cues have a uh, 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 the uh, the uh, the Omega Sci Fi chapter is having a, a meeting tonight at six, a virtual meeting, and it's on health. Uh, I believe on a very specific health thing. So I feel like I want to um, I want to support that. So I might not make it to uh, I might not make it to uh, um, downtown Woosley Hall. You know, um, so the Omega, the Omega Uplift, Uplift series. So I'm going to be talking about um, colon cancer and prostate cancer today, uh, this evening from 6 to 7.30. So uh, so that'll be a, a wonderful. And they have Dr. Uh, Dr. Grant is going to be a, a, one of the panelists. Dr. Grant and uh, oh, I can't even I can't read this. Uh, and Dr. Foster, Harris Foster. So, so, so that, I mean, that'd be worth sitting in on if I don't get downtown tonight, which I probably won't because the thinking about the hassle of parking is already determining that I don't want to do it, <laughs> but I do want to make it to uh tap dancing class. So, cause I've got, I've got to get some more movement in my life and not just walking. So, and, and I, I, I'm enjoying the walking, but I would like to dance a little bit. So give me some tap dancing. And I have shoes. I might as well 
utilize them. So I got to come and look for some shoes. So I got a full doggone day. I have a full doggone day. And uh, uh, I have a full day. And it's one of these days where you run from pillar to post. You know what I mean? Like there's, I'm meeting with my um, Yale Access to Law School coach at 11. Uh, I'm having lunch with um, Gigi, hopefully, if she gets her car back this morning. (laughs) Um, uh, There's something else on my calendar for one. Uh, And then tap dance class at four. And then the Omega Uplift at six. And then 6.30, um, study group. So I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think about what I, what all I can do. So I, I really have to get back into the studying of, um, for the LSAT and, uh, and I was doing, I was doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. So I, you know, I, I, I was, now I'm not. So now I got to get back into it. Uh, so that's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm 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 responding to people responding to me. <laughs> you can't do that or you cannot walk and chew gum on radio at the same time. <laughs> so anyway. Uh so yeah, so I gotta get I gotta get back into the habit of studying uh for this thing because it's gonna wear me out. So we'll figure it out. I'll get it together. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm serious about this. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, my other friend, Talia Akins Nunez, has a new book out. Uh, the The Men of the 65th. It's the uh the Boricuaneers of the Korean War. So this is about the Latino folks uh, who fought in World War, in the Korean War. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, and uh, having her on as a guest. She's like three books ahead now. She still has not come on. I know she's feeling some kind of way. She's not a very, um, uh, you know, she's not a... a an extrovert in, in, in ways that she thinks she ought to be for a radio show. Like, girl, get on here. We talk about the book. You can talk about the book. Come on and talk about the book. So anyway, yeah. So how's everybody doing with the dry January? I'm not, I, I thought I was going to go dry for January. I think I am going to go dry for the rest of January into, into whenever I said I would, and I haven't yet. Has been celebrating, but I woke up this morning. And I was like, you know what? It's time. <laughs> it is, it is time. It is time. It is time. Cause I have some real, I have a real goal and I cannot make this goal if I don't start the goal. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I got to start the goal. So, and, uh, we got to do it. 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 And uh, and I feel uh, I feel determined. So now I got to put 
some action to to the words. You know, it ain't what you say, baby. It's what you do. So I got to get to doing. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. 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 Oh, my gosh. I see. Um, I see Charles Bibbs. Um, uh, wow. I do not want to be following Charles Bibbs, but I might have to because, you know, very beautiful stuff. And if you don't know Charles Bibbs, um, he is an artist and uh, he's a uh, he's a visual artist and a graphics fine artist. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh and uh, he comes to art from, you know, how people come, they stumble on, on into it. And uh, I have a lot of his uh, art. And I'm such a fan. Like, I'm really a big fan. And so much so that when I got divorced, we, you know, we, we my, my then husband was like, these are the pieces I would like to take <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh and some that he took and some I took kept. Uh he gifted me the the, the sweet lilies, which is probably one of the most famous of the Bibbs uh, uh collection from the Bibbs collection, uh sweet lilies. And uh it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece. And uh, so I kept that because he gifted it to me and he didn't want it back. I mean, he wasn't going to get it back, but, you know, even if he wanted it, he wasn't getting it back. But, you know, uh, Charles Bibbs has done, I think for each of the sororities and the fraternities, he has done pieces, you know, uh, like anniversary pieces or whatever. I know the Delta's got quite a few pieces. Uh, I have a, a piece that he did for Delta's, which is in storage with B. Doja Taylor, which... I need to um, remind her, frame my piece and get it to me. <laughs> can I get my art? Can I get my art, please? And uh, uh, I have a couple of pieces, so uh, we'll see. But yeah, and I've, I've given a couple of pieces uh, to people uh, over the years my sister, uh, other people, uh, my children, um, you know, my son's got a piece, my daughter's got a piece. Um, and, uh, and they're welcome to take them if they so desire. Uh, but if they don't, they don't. So anyway, uh, that's the Charles Bibbs piece. And I'm only talking about it only because it came up in my feed and it was a commemorative uh, uh, the, for the AKA's 115th uh, commemorative piece that that somebody had posted up. And, uh, you know, I'm such a fan. I am such a fan of uh, Charles Bibbs. Uh, you know, so I have several pieces. Uh, and uh, so he did a, he did a piece for the AKA's. And it looks so beautiful. Uh, 
It looks so beautiful. So anyway, that's so that's why I'm talking about Charles Pitts. <laughs> it came up in my feed. <laughs> came up in my feed. Came up in my feed. Came up in my feed. It's lovely. So yeah. Anyway, uh it was nice to see. And I fought and I just clicked on so I could follow. Cause you know, he'll put out some pieces or he'll show some pieces. And uh and I want to be a I just want to stay on top of it, even though I know damn well I'm not buying no more. I'm not buying any art at, at that level for a minute because I got other fish to fry. You know, I have other fish to fry. So, and fish fry, and I must do. So, I'm just saying. Um, let me see, what else can I get into? So, <laughs> I see, let me give you a little local politics talk I, I don't understand any of this foolishness but i guess dal brackeen is no longer down with the sitting mayor he is he is um running a campaign for uh a, another candidate for mayor i don't know this cat neither um so i i got a message from him like can we can we catch up and talk I, what are we gonna talk about babe because i don't i I, I, you don't. It's not me. You need to talk to. You just get in these streets. <laughs> you need to get in these streets and talk to the peoples. <laughs> you don't need to be talking to me, because that's what I'm gonna tell you. If I run into you, if you run up on me, I'm like you know, you need to be walking in these streets and talking to the people. That's how you win. But I know nothing. So anyway, I guess um, uh, the sitting mayor, who is hella petty, I think, just petty. So he's mad. So he. He he says some mess about oh the only reason why he's not supporting me is because I wouldn't give him a job that he wanted or some old thing, and I'm thinking to myself that's not how you do that like don't 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 be out there saying stuff like that about people like that's that's so petty and mean spirited and you know honestly beneath you as a mayor even if it's true that's not how you want to get down because you know what's going to do it's going to make us all go what. That's how you're rolling. See, it makes us all do that. And if you're watching me, you know I'm like, you gotta lean back and then you gotta roll your eyes a little bit. And be like, I know he didn't just say that. Yes. So that's why, I, and one more reason why I think we deserve a better mayor than the one that we have. One more reason. That level of pettiness is just, it's just not cool. Like, you don't even need to say that. Even if you feel it, even if you're mad. See, I, you know what? You know what it is for me with this guy. He has no, no swag, no sense of. He's just small and petty. I see. I think, you know, it's just small and petty. Small and petty, you know, and gets it quick to anger. I don't like people like that. Like, roll with it. Get down with it. Just don't, don't be mean spirited. Nobody likes a mean spirited nothing. And then, you know, and if somebody's listening and they know him, they got his ear, tell him I said that. Tell him Bab said, don't be like that. You don't need to be like that. And you can come for me all you want. What are you going to do? You're going, what? Come for me how? Come. I, I done lost everything. I'm getting it back. Could lose it again. Could get it back. Whatever. I, I'm not going to be shamed by nobody. That's how it's going to go down. Whatever. Say whatever. Do whatever. But I'm just telling you. That's just not how you should play politics. You know, you don't got no swag. You don't got no, you don't got no game. You don't got a game face. You don't got no game. 
He's just all over the place reactive. <laughs> well, he ain't supporting me because I didn't give him a job. Like, that's not how you play this game, man. Don't say that. Even if it's true, you don't have to say it like that. You know, I like, you know what I like about politics? I like people who are who know how to do it, who know how to do it. There are levels to this thing. And to be a mayor, you've got to be able to ride, rock and roll in all the spaces. He's not that guy. And this city is way too fly and cosmopolitan to have such a mediocre, dull, uninteresting mayor. Honest to God. Now, I don't, I don't need him to be so fabulous that, you know, his fabulousness precedes him. But I do like a man with a little bit of swag and a little bit of hoofspa and a little bit of just, you know what? Papa don't take no mess. Do you know what I mean? Some of that. Not the not this pettiness. Not this level of pettiness. I don't I don't like anybody who's that petty. You know. And I don't I don't do petty stuff. I don't. Mm -mm. I laugh and joke about petty, but I'm not petty. I don't do petty. I'm just listen. I got two kinds of people, friends and not friends. <laughs> I don't use the word enemy. I don't, I don't have any, I don't think I have any enemies. And then that and people might beg to differ, but I don't see it that way. I'd like to have friends and then and then not friends, right? You know, or or it's how we say in the street, people, friends and people I don't F with. <laughs> That's it. Two kinds of people. And you know, depending on the day, sometimes you don't know. <laughs> you don't know, because I, I, because I keep it, I keep it one hundred with everybody. You know, I don't walk into a space and not. There's only one person in this town that I don't actually speak to. I don't, I don't speak to. This is one person. This is one person. It might be two because they go together. You know. And uh, and and people who know me know who they are. So there you go. I don't mess with them. I don't f with them. <laughs> I don't f with them. There's only two. Everybody else, I'll give a whole bunch of people a pass. Even if you even if you tried to do some harm, whatever, I, I, I'm gonna give you a pass. I'm talk to you. I'm gonna speak to you. You're not in my circle. So there's only like two people in this town that I don't f with. That's it. So and they know who they are. So. They know, they know who, I, who, I, who, I, and I tell them every time when they try. I was like, you know, I don't f with you, right? <laughs> I don't. So I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm not playing that game. You know, I'm not playing that game. But if I was a mayor, it'd be a different kind of thing. Then I'd have to. I'd have to. You know, go down. Go come at it a little differently. But I'm not the mayor, so so I can. I can. Uh, I can roll how I want to roll. Do you know what I mean? I can roll how I want to roll. So anyway, that's just that's just the way of the world right now. That's just the way of the world. That is just the way of the world. I'm telling you now that, you know, Facebook is such a weird sort of thing. If you click on music or arts or whatever, you'll get 50 million kinds of arts things, which I which I dig, because that's how I found Charles Bibbs just a few minutes ago. Uh you know, if you if you click on dance, you'll get all the dance stuff, which I which I love. If you click on uh, you know, like Cafe Nine, you get all the 
you get all the nightclubs that play music. <laughs> I, I love it. So, you know what I mean? Like you do all that kind of stuff. Oh, and high five to Anika Noni Rose. She got married. Uh, and it's, uh, her pictures are splashed across uh, uh, one of the bride magazines. And she looks beautiful. And he looks handsome. And I think he's the cat from, his name is Jason Dearden. He's the cat from um, Greenleaf. Remember Greenleaf, the show? With uh, Lynn Whitfield and the whole cast. Um, so he he was that guy in that show. Uh, but she looks beautiful and radiant. So so if y'all see Mr. Rose out there, the former uh, uh, corporation counsel for the city, uh, Mr. Rose, and we sit, we sit around the board together. We sit around Long Wharf Theater board together. Um, tell him high five and congratulations. His daughter got married, Anika Noni Rose. Uh, so Mr. Rose's daughter. So uh, exciting. 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 So um, love is still in the air. Love is in the air. So anyway, love is in the air. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, what else am I saying? Oh, yeah. So the, her pictures are splashed across. And I think you could see some of them on, on the Essence website, too. Uh, so feel free. Oh, yeah. And another thing, I, I follow a lot of film stuff. So I get all these film leads interesting all kinds of films independent films small films big budget films it's kind of cool i kind of love it uh yes have a loving day have a lovely day that's where i'm at people let love lead um and let love lead and there's a oh there's a, a press conference going on right now the new haven independence live i guess ethan's law uh, uh, at the New Haven Homicide Garden. Uh, that's, that sounds weird. The New Haven Homicide Garden. I don't. I don't think you should call it the Homicide Garden. I don't. I don't think that's the right word. Because <laughs> when you say it out loud, it's like what? Um, I think it's the garden where you can remember folks killed by homicide, right? Not the Homicide Garden, New Haven Independent. <laughs> I don't know if Paul is the one out there. Who's out there? Paul or Tom Breen out there covering it. Not the Homicide Garden. Don't say that. <laughs> That's a little harsh. It's, uh, it's a garden for, uh, to remember folks who have died from violence. I think that's I think that's what it is. I've not been over there yet, but today might be a good day to go because it's, it's hella warm outside, uh, according to the to the weather. So uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to talk about um, the rest of us, the the uh, the little show that I, I on HBO that has become uh, uh, popular on uh, HBO and has broken some re records. Um, so uh, is it the rest of us? This is us, the remains of us. I don't know. Let me, let me go. Let me go look. The last of us, <laughs> the, the last of us, 
I want to talk about it a little bit, but I think I'm going to talk about it when I come back in the second hour, because there's a lot to unpack. And I, and it's the kind of sci-fi stuff that I love. I sent it to Harry over the weekend. I said, Harry, if there's a show that you must watch, start watching this show because you'll like it because it got all the things that we like in it. It's got monsters. It's got um, apocalypse stuff. It's got... Um, um it's got uh dystopian stuff and uh and it's gritty and and it's got a lot of people of color in it so i'm just saying it's got a lot of people of color and i guess it's based on on um uh, a game uh actual you know you know how these there's gamers out there games that people play and I, I don't i don't really know this game world uh i just know the harassment that women get that are in the gaming world but i don't know the gaming world so anyway, it's a it's a it's based on a game, and uh, and from what I understand, uh, people uh, when they when they translate game stories into like this kind of format, it doesn't translate well. But apparently, this must translate well because this is the second second highest rated series in HBO history. So second to um, Game of Thrones. So there you go, and I mean the House of Dragons and all that stuff. So, so anyway, uh, it's uh, it's set in dystopian times, like it's set from, I don't know, twenty twenty three to and then twenty five years into the future. It's, it freaks me out. I love it though. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I absolutely love this kind of stuff. Monsters into the world apocalypse stuff. Oh man. I love it because I can't imagine living in them times. I can't even wrap my brain around. So I feel like at 60, 25 years from now, I'll be dead. So I, don't, I this won't be my reality, not one bit. So it's sort of like a little zombie kind of thing, you know. So if you like zombie stuff, and I was digging zombie stuff, like I was watching Walking Dead and Walking Dead Day After and Walking Dead Tomorrow. <laughs> Walking Dead next week. <laughs> Walking Dead on the moon. Walking Dead on Mars. Like, I was into it. My son and I, my, my oldest son, Gregory and I, we were into it. And then I had to stop because it was just getting to be too violent for me. And I was like, I was like, Greg, I can't continue this. And my minister, my then minister, we were all watching it together. We come to church, we talk about it. And then I had to drop off. I was like, no. <laughs> Every now and again, because it's, it is on any channel anywhere in the world. There's a Walking Dead or some Walking Dead hybrid spinoff thing on at any given time around the world. So so every now and again, I'll catch an episode. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're sitting around and you're just like scrolling through channels, zipping through. And I'll catch an episode. And I'm like, wow. And then I was like, oh, nope, can't go back. <laughs> I don't want to go back. I was like, how... How much longer can this show last? You know, but, you know, uh, I mean, if it's the end of the world, doesn't it end at some point? Anyway, people love it. So anyway, The Last of Us, I'm going to talk about it in the next hour. I'll come back and I'll talk about it in the next hour because it's a big deal. And uh, and I've been waiting for it. And, and, and I like it. You know, I like it. So it wouldn't be me, but I like it. So let me let me let me read my little PSA and then I'm gonna take a break and then I'll be back. Ah. <sighs>
Let's see. Let me see. Let me see. Mm. Okay. January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Do you know someone who is a victim of human trafficking? Human trafficking is a form of modern day slavery with illegal smuggling and trading of people for forced labor and or sexual and physical abuse. This is a worldwide problem as well, as well as in our beautiful state of Connecticut. Traffickers target people, both boys and girls, who are vulnerable to, to, to promises of a better life and, enforcing, and, in, and then forcing them to live and work in unfair and abusive conditions. Uh, many traffickers are well-known, living near us and promising and convincing young people and families that their children will have a better life in a new place. Under the United States federal and Connecticut state laws, human trafficking is a crime. Let's work together to protect our children against these horrific crimes. If you are a victim, or know someone who was a victim of human trafficking, or you would like to learn more about this serious issue in our society, please contact Love 146, 203-772-4420. That's 203-772-4420. We need your help. We need your help. This public service announcement is sponsored by the Waterbury, Connecticut chapter of the Lynx Incorporated. So. That's my commitment to the cause to read the PSA every day in January because January is uh, let's end uh, human trafficking and exploitation of children month, you know, or exploitation of people month. And children are the most vulnerable among us. So we have to do our part. So if you see something, say something. Don't be afraid to look and don't be afraid to tell. Don't be afraid to look and don't be afraid to tell. If you notice something, say something. If something feels that, you know, you know that feeling in your gut you get when things ain't right. When you look at a situation, you're like, huh, that doesn't feel right. That don't seem right. You know, you know that feeling. Tap into that. And you know what? It only costs you a, a call. You make the call. It, and in most cases, you don't have to give your name, although they could probably track your ass down with all the cell phone towers and, you know, they'll find you. But you know, you just say, hey, I noticed a thing. I saw a thing. This is the thing. Can you just look into it? And leave it in the hands of law enforcement. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be running up on people because uh, no harm should come to you. Don't put yourself in jeopardy. Don't put yourself in harm's way. So anyway, I say that to say, if you see, some, if you see something, say something. Because this is happening not in some faraway place. It's happening right here in our own backyard. It could be right across the street from you or down or around the block from you or wherever you see it, you know, wherever it's happening. So, so don't be, don't feel like you're meddling. Don't feel like you're not minding your business. It is your business. These kinds of crimes are all our business. And, uh, and we have a responsibility to each other to take care of each other. So look out, <laughs> look out, look out. So we're going to take a uh, station identification break play some music i'll be back at 10 15 and uh i'll see y'all hi this is babs rolls ivy from new haven connecticut and you're listening to wnhhlp 103.5 fm streaming live at newhavenindependent.org
staring at distant shores I've been waiting, wanting more for the whole night And it ain't right I've been saying what's on my mind Trying to explain what can't be defined And for so long It's been so strong Suddenly it's clear Now that I can hear These love notes The ones that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories And these love notes I found in an old coat Mean something new All because of you
to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Hey! <laughs> so when I was when I left, I found out some other information that I wanted to talk about, uh, but I'll get to it in a minute. But I want to get back to The Last of Us, which is uh, on HBO. And if you've not watched, it's only one episode in, so you can catch up. Um, so The Last of Us is it takes place 20 years after the modern civilization has been destroyed. Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle uh, Ellie, a 14-year-old girl, out of an oppressive quarantine zone. And what starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both must travel, traverse the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. So, um, so when I watched, it's it's a it's a interesting story. It is from a game. Uh, and uh it's uh it, it starts it start it's a it's a game that they turned into a mini series and it's quite interesting and to follow it starts from 2023 which starts from now then it pushes you into and then it hyper jumps into the future after a series of events so that you get an understanding of why the lead character is the way he is uh and it's heartbreaking so uh, but it's interesting. So one one episode in, I'm gonna stick with it. I hope you stick with it, and then y'all can come back and talk about it or let me know what you think about it. Because I I like this kind of stuff. I love end of the world, apocalyptic, dystopian. <laughs> I don't want to live in it. I only like to be entertained by it. <laughs> I don't want it to be the reality. I like it as science fiction. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if this was real, and I don't want to know. So I'm just letting you know. So I think it comes on Sunday nights. It's you know, you know, HBO. They'll run it all. The, the it's regular time slot. I believe is Sundays at seven or nine or some old thing. I think nine or ten o'clock at night. But you know, after that, it's all bets are off. HBO throw it on all day, all night, and, and different HBO lineups. So. So, so you, so you could catch up that that's my point that you won't miss. Like, you don't, I don't, I wouldn't even set my series to record. Although I think I did. I think I, I think I did hit record. Um, so that I could just, if I don't catch it on Sunday nights, I could go back and catch it whenever I want. And, you know, with all the demand stuff, I mean, really, I could just, you know, so anyway, it's got a bunch of characters in it. Um, it's very dystopian, it's very apocalyptic, and it's got monsters <laughs> or zombies, zombies, monsters, whatever. Same. They got all that in it too, you know. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to it. So tune it in. Let me know what you think. Now back to uh New Haven. Uh the uh, arts grants, the uh art grants that went out. Let's see. Um, the Arts Council, the New Haven Arts.org. You know, that's Lucy Gelman's uh thing. Uh and um uh she wrote she wrote up about the uh the arts, uh the city's uh arts awards that they have given out. And they gave out $187,000 which is wonderful. 42 grantees, 42. Uh, and uh, let me tell you something. Adrian Jefferson is magic over there 
with Kim Futrell. They are magic doing that work over there, getting all these arts organizations funded, you know, putting some money in their pockets to artists. It's it's just a beautiful thing. And I, I'm telling you, I love being a part of it. Like I love being a part of it. I love having some handiwork in this arts community. Because for me, the arts community is, is a living, breathing component to what makes this city amazing. The arts. It is the arts that makes it amazing. Um, and you know, you know all the players. I mean, you know um um uh Wabi Gallery, uh uh um Kim at Wabi, you know uh uh you know Ife at um Elm City Lit Fest, uh you know arts and ideas, you know, I mean you know all the, the big players, but to to elevate and amplify the smaller players which is a wonderful thing too, you know, across this city. Art is alive and is thriving and people are 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 putting out some amazing things from murals on on buildings to to uh photography classes to uh supporting the LBTQ community um to BIPOC uh centering BIPOC voices on stages behind cameras in neighborhoods you know, it is just uh, an amazing sort of thing. And uh, it's just been a joy to to be a part of it and to know the people who, uh, who, and to personally know the people who are making art in this city, you know. I think that's why I feel so some kind of way about Lisa Dent leaving because she was just beginning to make a mark, even though she had an uphill battle on a lot of these things. Uh, but she was just starting to sort of give art space some real identity and and connecting art space to the community and and not to just white people, but connecting it to to black and Latino people too and indigenous people. I've seen more people of color in the last three years in art space than I ever have in the history of art space, and I I mean that. So I mean you could you could fight me all you want about it. I don't. I'm not going to fight you back about it. I'm just going to tell you what I experienced and what I've witnessed. Just saying. So uh, I'm just saying. So it's nice, you know, to see all the Juneteenth uh, uh, festivals come come into being, you know, to, to see c- collective consciousness rise up into the mix, to see the artistry of Quajo. I mean, I just... It's just a wonderful, 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 you know, uh, time, you know, to see uh, Chef Nadine Nelson cook all this amazing food all over the place um, and 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 having people reimagine what they eat and how they eat it. Like, I love it. It's just it's just amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, and to see Long Wharf Theater take a new a deep dive into the future I love it. I love that Anthony McDonald was over at Schubert and bringing some some of the coolest, coolest things that we haven't seen in a very long time, you know. And the sister over at uh, Yale Rep, you know. Uh, listen, so art is what's happening, baby. Art is what's happening. The stuff that's going on at Creative Art Workshop, uh, Nico uh, Whedon and and her husband Malik with the Building Fund, and all the stuff that they're curating around town. 
you know, which which elevates it to a level of sophistication that puts us on par with other cities and towns that have way more, have deeper roots in an art, artist community than we do, you know, uh, but that just sort of elevates us to a much more sophisticated level. So I, I am here for it. <laughs> So that's why I'm always running myself out to these streets. Like I, I need to run over to the uh, British Museum so I can catch some of the the that that exhibit before it leaves in like a couple of days. So I have to figure that out. Ugh, time, time. And you know it's ridiculous because it's been here for like months. <laughs> so I could have went yesterday, like Sunday, but I didn't. So 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 I'm I'm very proud proud of the arts community that we're building here um um and and it's only going to get better as people sort of venture out and partake of all the artists happenings you know there's Nick D Maria with jazz there's the, there's the, the undergrad Yale collective kids who are who are putting jazz out there for the community inviting people in you know um um, there's places where you can hear live music. Cafe Nine, of course, we know Cafe Nine, but you can go to Harvest. You can go uh, a couple of places around town where you could get some some live music. Listen, Brian Slater and I, we still have dreams of doing jazz wear again, you know, and maybe we'll get it done this year again. You know, the the pandemic shut us shut everybody down, um, and then it's just hard to sort of get into into uh spaces again but now that the world is opening up a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and people are vaccinated and getting vaccinated um that you know jazz where can make its way back you know jazz where well here here we're having jazz here here you know so you know it's a it's a it's good it's good it's good it's good so, so I was pleased to sort of see that piece um, played out, running. It's up on, uh, I saw it on my Facebook page. And uh, I just wanted to shout it out a little bit more, to amplif amplify it a little bit more, to borrow from the uh, uh, Karima Minkins, Amplify the Arts in Hamden, um, which, which was another wonderful event. You know, I had a good time. I had a really good time. You know, the fashion show, food. It was good. That's how that's how you build community. You gotta build community. It's gonna take it's gonna take a little little bit of doing. And I dare say it takes about three years to build something. You know, it takes about it takes about three years to build something, it takes about three years to undo something. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a piece up in the New York Times, which I, I have to read this. Uh, uh, what if diversity trainings are doing more harm than good? So Colleen Shadex, uh, who is an author of one of the books that I enjoy, um, uh, commented, could, could it be that no company is going to pay a DEI trainer to say that racism is an essential underpinning of capitalism and we cannot attack one another without attacking the other. Well, how about that? <laughs> you know, uh, I think, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, but anyway, um, I'm going to have them back on so they could talk a little bit more about 
you know, poverty and the like in uh, in America. You know, poverty and have and have not. And why do we insist on keeping people from the very things that we say make people um, human? <laughs> that, that, that makes us all human. That makes us, uh, you know, makes us better people. But <sighs> so many things, so many things, so many things. Um, when I was at the, uh, at the environmental justice, MLK poetry slam thing, um, these brothers did a poem about football. And, uh, I think their name, uh, Ab Abiose, Joseph Cole, Charmant Influence, Little, and Michael Peterson, Chief, uh, they did a poem about they made the they made the they laid football and slavery side by side and did a whole poem about it uh inter uh performance piece about it and it was so um it was so mesmerizing and so dead on uh, that you know i I know that that's one of the reasons why. I no longer uh, watch football anymore because uh, because of that reason. I think the Colin Kaepernick thing really just bothered me so much that um, it just bothered me so much that I just couldn't find myself watching watching this game that is so white supremacist in its reach and approach and in its everyday business. I just couldn't, st I just couldn't stand it. I still can't stand it. And I think, you know, if each of us sort of did a deep dive, we wouldn't be able to stand it either, you know? And I know people love their sports and whatever. And, and you have to, and in order to enjoy this sport, you have to overlook, you have to be willing to overlook the glaring, glaring racist and white supremacist uh, 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 overtures, overtones, you have to you have to be willing to swallow the white supremacy and the racism that exists in that game. You have to you have to swallow it in order to be a fan, because once you once you lay it side by side, you can't in good conscience enjoy this game. But if you don't exercise good conscience, then you will you can enjoy the game. And I know people don't want to hear that. And it's harsh, but it's true. I mean, it is very, very true. And so when you when you lay it out on the wider, and listen, you can make the case for just about anything. You can make the case for anything and lay it out the same way. I get it. I get it. So so I know people like, oh, you know, well, and I know people are in their minds right now saying, well, you can say that about anything, blah, blah, blah. We in America and America is racist. Da, 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 and I'm going to enjoy my football. <laughs> but this is on a whole other different level. This is this is this is perpetuating that mentality that this this that plantation master mentality exists and football is its stage. It's its stage. And it's hard and you have to swallow that in order to enjoy this game. And you have to sort of say, well, but what about? Well, what about the money that they're making? What about the opportunities they're giving? And what about? Yes, you have to swallow all of that in order to play this game, stay in this game, and be a fan of this game. Honest to God. 
honest to God. And I'm, listen, I have no, I'm not suggesting that every person of color just give up football. That, that's not what I'm saying. People got to make their own estimations about what they're willing to live with and what they're willing to change and what they're willing to sort of, you know, where, where you know, because and I'm sure there are people who are fighting every, with, with tooth and nail to figure out how to change the dynamic of that game in terms of ownership, players, uh, uh, quarterbacks, all of that, management, where teams are. Do you know what I mean? I know there are people fighting tooth and nail for that, for those kinds of things and being told it can't happen, it won't happen, forget about it, roadblocks, all the things. I get it. But still, we cannot escape the fact, can't, that this game <laughs> is just an ex extension and continuation of the very thing that brought us here in the first place. It is. That's harsh. I know it. I know it. Listen, we got people who still don't think R. Kelly is a pedophile. <laughs> We still, you know how much convincing I had to do over the years and convince people for 10 years straight. I hammered that point on my blog. And people were like, no, 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 no. And then you have to give people the transcripts. Like, go read the transcripts. Go read the transcripts of kids, young girls talking about what happened. Read the transcripts of all the people that was around him and what they did and how they hang out at black schools and you know, inner city schools and luring girls and all this other kind of stuff. So, yeah, so it'll be a hard reach for some people because, you know, because it's hard to believe what you believe. It's hard to believe the truth of things. It's hard because it's painful because nobody wants to feel like they've been duped or they're not bright or they're not smart or any of that stuff. So it's hard for people not to stand in that space. I get it. 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 However, when you do get it, what you're going to do with it when you do get it when it when the light bulb goes off you know how there's only so much ignoring of a thing that you could do there's only there's only so much right there's only so much well well it's <laughs> only so much of that you can do until you get to the truth of things and you know truth and, and and you know truth is not subjective truth is truth it's not subjective it's not now people can people can sort of say well Here's the truth over here. Here's the truth over there. And, and they all would be right. It's all, all true. All true. You know, I didn't say there was one truth. I said there is truth. And so, you know, but it, it, you, you have to pick and choose the truth that you want to stand on. And we all do. We all do. We all, we all pick and choose what we, we're willing to stand for and what we're willing to die for. You know, I get it. I, I feel it. However, that's <laughs> my favorite word. However, my lunch date just canceled on me. So I have to figure out some more dates. Uh, that's fine. So that means my 11 o'clock meeting, I'll eat. <laughs> like, I'll have breakfast. <laughs> I'll have some breakfast at my 11 o'clock meeting, my 1110 meeting, my 1115 meeting. I'll have some breakfast. Because I, I was going to leave that meeting. I was just going to have coffee, leave that meeting, and then go to have lunch. But now that I'm not doing that, I'll have uh, coffee. I mean, I'll have breakfast. And, and I love good breakfast. I really do. Although I don't eat breakfast every day. 
because, you know, one, I don't make it. Two, there's a few places that I could go and have full-on breakfast, but I'm going to breakfast this morning. Back to the football business. So anyway, these brothers did this poem, and it was beautifully, beautifully executed. And it was very thought-provoking. It was very thought-provoking. And, uh, and, and there's a lot of things in life where as, as, as I, oh, when I was, a, when I was, go, when I was in college, because I went to a black college, they'd be like, you know, these come to Jesus moments. And you know what a come to Jesus moment is when you got to get to the truth of things, you know, come to Jesus means, all right, this is, this is it. Come to Jesus. And, uh, uh and so we all have them in our lives. We all have them uh, uh, in, in spaces and places that we haunt and hang out in. And, you know, you know, it's like, I don't, um, uh, I don't eat a chick. I mean, I don't eat at uh what is it? Chick-fil-A. I don't eat there. Is it Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. I don't mess with them. I haven't messed with them since 1982. They was the same in 82 as they are right now. I don't give a damn how good that chicken is. That chicken is white supremacy. <laughs> I, that's what it is. I'm not going to eat it. So now I'll eat chicken from somewhere else, but I can't mess with the Chick-fil-A corporation as it stands because they are not nice people. I don't mess with Hobby Lobby for the same reason. I don't shop there. I don't I don't shop there first because I just can't do it. Now, there's a whole lot of places that I shop at that I don't know what the politics is. But once I know your politics, I got to give you up because I can't I can't give you my money and you are with your boot on my neck. I can't do it. You know, and boot and 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 boot on your neck means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But we know as people of color what that means. That just means oppression. Like you are oppressing me. And they tend to stand on that and die on that. And they crouch it under the guise of religion and God and whatever. You know, they do. Listen, lots of people use God as a weapon. <laughs> lots of people weaponize the Bible. <laughs> lots of people weaponize the, the word. They do. And so, and corporation, this particular corporation is good at it. Chick-fil-A is good at it. Hobby Lobby is good at it. And then they have, you know, they have a following with people who agree with that stuff, who believe that, you know, you know, you could you could pray the gay away or you could you could send them to camps and transform people or you, you know, that marriage is between a man and a woman. It it is. And 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 between whoever else wants to do it. I don't what what the hell? So, so I say that we all have our come to Jesus moments. We all have these moments where we have to decide what can we stand on, what can we lay down for. And for me, football at the moment and for the last several years has been that. Because I just feel like all these players, they, they can't fire you all and they couldn't replace you all. They would try, but the fans would just act out, you know. So I just, I, I just, I just, you know, and, and listen, there's a, there's a, there's enough white supremacy and a lot of things to go around and we can't, we can't just, well, we can, but we have to pick and choose the things that we will not do, even though it can put us in a disadvantage in terms of what we will allow ourselves 
to participate in, you know. Like if I started going through my kitchen and saying, well, I won't, I won't shop from this company because this, 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 then I might, I might be out of luck. So we all have to, but that's my, that's another come to Jesus moment. We have to, we all have to figure out, you know, if you know a particular company is doing bad things, what do you do? Do you continue to support that company or do you walk away from that company? And you're just one person, right? And do you, do, you know, you're just one person, but you make decisions based on, on what's important to you and what has meaning and value to your life and your everyday practical life. You know, how, how do you do it? You know, and I, and I, and I think that's the, the overarching trouble with, with folks when they're trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. What is the right thing to do? You know, and some people just prefer, well, you know what? I don't, I don't even want to know about any of that because it's just political and it's over my head and I don't care and blah, 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 and whatever, whatever, you know? Um, and I get that too, because it's, that's, a, that's an easier role to, to, to go down. But in the end, and there's always an end, um, that it caught, whether you pay now, or you pay later, it's going to cost. Freedom costs, liberation costs. Um, it does, it all costs. And you have to pay a, a hell of a price for all of it, for all of it, you know. Uh, and there are people who are happily and readily willing to pay the price for freedom and liberation. And the, the people that pay the heaviest price, uh, are, are uh, we all benefit from. We benefit from the price that people pay for liberation and freedom. We benefit. So when you see people out there protesting a thing that is wrong and egregious, the folks who are not protesting are going to benefit from the work of the people who are protesting. That's just how it works. They're not protesting just for themselves. They're pro protesting for the masses. They're pro protesting for the people who are not even in agreement with them, who are not in alignment with them, who don't even think that they should be protesting. But those people will benefit from the work of the folks doing the work. Isn't that something? <laughs> Ain't that something? So you're going to benefit from the work that people do, even if you ain't about the work. That's just how it goes. And people who do that work understand that and, and are fueled by that, that you're going, you're going to get your freedom and liberation at my expense because that's what I want for you. I want you to be free, even if you don't work for it, even if you don't stand on it, even if you don't show up for it. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the part that I, I understand fully that people lay down their lives for other people so that other people might have freedom. And, and, and it doesn't matter. There's no judgment if you're not, if you're not a freedom fighter. There's no judgment because you're going to be free if everybody gets free. You're going to be in the, you're going to be in the mix too. You know, Martin Luther King understood that. Malcolm X understood that. Anybody who has been in this struggle for, the, for, for equality, freedom, and liberation understands that it is not about them. It is about everybody get free, regardless if you agree with me or not, regardless if you if you dig my politics or not, regardless of the fact if you if you if you interested in the freedom of your neighbors or your children or anybody else, you're going to get free, too. If we get free, you get free. Do you understand that? So that I find that to be quite powerful. And that's how you know you love people when you when you when you when you want their freedom as much as you you want yours. And, and they are in opposition <laughs> to your freedom. <laughs> Child, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That is some freedom fighting for your ass right there. That's it. 
people who freedom fight, freedom fight for you, even if you're in opposition. And let me tell you something, you will benefit from boots on the ground, even if they ain't your boots. And that's what real love is. That is real love for humanity right there. That is what real love for humanity is. It's not about me. It's about we. If I get free, you free. Even if you don't want to be free. Even if you don't know nothing about freedom. Even if you can't imagine freedom. Even if you ain't never tasted freedom. If I'm free, we free. That's what it is. In a nutshell. That is the smallest equation right there. You free, we free. We free, I'm free. I'm free, we free. You free, we all free. That's the equation. <laughs> what? So, so that's so that's what I mean. Listen, Colin Kaepernick took a hit. He never gonna play football. They never gonna hire him back because they because they would have to admit that white supremacy exists in this in the in this National Football League. They'd have to admit that. Number one. Number two. They're not interested in the liberation of people outside of the NFL because Colin Kaepernick wasn't protesting what was going on in the NFL. He was protesting what was going out, going on in these streets that black people are being gunned down by police at a rate that nobody else on this planet is being gunned down by, being killed by. Now, people can throw all the other stuff in there that they want. Oh, this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing. Show me the statistics of how many people in this country are gunned down by police every day. What's the what's the proportion? Now you do it in proportion to now we make up, I guess, between 13 to 50%, 15% of the population. How many of us are in prison? How many of us are gunned down by, by police? How many? See, that's that's the kind of mental, that's the kind of that's the intellectual reasoning you have to get to on a regular basis. That's how you do it. You got to think about this every single day. You can't just do it when you feel like it. So when he took a knee for and, and asked people and asked veterans and asked people, how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we protest? What What is a respectful protest? And everybody said, well, you know, you just take a knee. And then, and then white folks, along with other black folks, felt some kind of way. And, and said, oh, we can't have any of this. We, we, we can't. And then when it hit home, when it got close, then they were like, oh, now we see. Now we see. And so few kneeled because they didn't want to lose that check. I get it. This is not a judgment. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying that everybody has to have their come to Jesus moment. Everybody has to sort of stand on what they stand on in order to get up every day and face the world. You got to stand on whatever it is you stand on. And, and nobody is perfect. And no nobody is perfect. Nobody. And we all have to fight through our own flaws and our shortcomings. We all have to fight through them. We have to fight through them to make the decisions that we make every single day. You know, but I will say this, and this is what I'm saying that I'm out. I'll be back tomorrow on Thursday. <laughs> that the people who are freedom fighting are fighting fighting for you and I. I and I, I and I, I and I, we. So even if you don't believe it, even if you even if you're sitting at a clan meeting right now, the folks that are protesting, you're gonna benefit from the protest. 
You're going to benefit from the protest because when they secure freedom, your freedom is secured too. Do you understand? I and I, I and I, we, 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 you and I, you and I, you and I. That's how that goes down. So you don't have, so, you know, really you don't have to do anything. You could, you could, you could, you could say whatever you want to say. But the freedom fighters are fighting for you and me. And even if you don't lift a finger to help, send a dime, tote no water, nothing, you're going to benefit. You're going to benefit. You're going to benefit. So, and that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the real understanding of love for humanity that I, I, I strive for, that I, I understand, you know, that these people are not out there for themselves. They're out there for you and me and your children and generations to come. And you will benefit. You will benefit from all of that. Even if you don't believe in it, even if you think it's worthless, even if you don't have no regard for folks, even if you don't even have love for countrymen, you're going to benefit. That's the good word today, good people. I'll be back tomorrow talking something else. <laughs> I'll be talking about something else tomorrow. <laughs> don't you worry. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll see y'all. Thanks, Harry. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Right, right.